Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. I'm your host, Miles Dawson, and today I'm very happy to welcome Jerry Brown to the show. So hello, Jerry. Hello, Miles. Uh, Jerry, could you give our listeners a quick overview of your background and your coverage at IDC? So I run a practice called Collaboration and Customer Experience, which basically looks at uh, three main elements of customer experience. First of all, CRM, traditional CRM technology as well. The second piece is content marketing, and content marketing uh, and content management is an increasingly important piece, particularly when you put that in the context of the customer journey. And so, and the last piece is the collaboration piece, so conferencing tools uh, and social media and all those kind of things. Um, so, uh, things I've done in my past, um, I've been um, a lecturer for the Chartered Industry Marketing um, on their postgraduate uh, courses, uh, looking at all elements of strategy and marketing. Uh, I've spent about the last 10 years around the analyst community. Prior to that, I was working as, for, uh, as, as, a, as a marketing director for MicroStrategy and Hyperion, amongst others. Fantastic. So that's great. Um, Jerry, you got in touch with us today because you wanted to discuss the uh, the world of marketing and customer experience, which I think is, is incredibly important in the digital transformation story at IDC. And I know we've been doing a lot of research with digital marketers across Europe. So could you share with our listeners some of the results from this? I can indeed. Um, so we have been doing an awful lot of research recently, particularly with digital marketers uh, and CMOs around uh, the need for digital transformation and, and customer experience. And the interesting thing, first of all, is the connection between those two concepts. So we've done a lot of research uh, with business executives. And what we find is customer experience for most people is the business outcome from digital transformation. So on an annual basis, we do a digital transformation survey. Um, this year, we've done over 420 interviews with CXOs, which include CEOs, CFOs, CIOs, CMOs uh, of the very largest organizations across Europe. Uh, and so when we ask them who's leading digital transformation, one might have thought with customer experience being a, such an important outcome for business uh, and, and digital transformation that it would be the CMO. But very surprisingly, it's not today. So last year, when we asked that question, only 2% of respondents said that CMOs led digital transformation um, uh, initiatives within the enterprise. This year, it's slightly up. It's 4%. But still, CMOs are in ninth position. So, you know, right down the tree. Interestingly enough, when we look at the research, CEOs are actually bubbling to the top as the key stakeholder for digital transformation. And last year, um, they were only at 13%. This year, 36%. So a massive rise in CEO involvement with digital transformation. So what we see in that digital transformation survey is that improving customer interactions through digital experience is now becoming the most important factor in digital transformation. So that's really interesting because it means that CMOs are going to be pulled much more into the conversation. Maybe not setting the strategy for digital transformation, but are very, very influential in terms of defining who the suppliers are going to be, um, defining the budget, uh, defining how um, customer experience is going to be implemented through digital transformation. Um, indeed, when we asked um, digital marketers about this, they consider that uh, the CMOs and heads of marketing have a very strong role in digital transformation and, and in, in particular customer experience. Uh, around about 60% of digital marketers think that the CMO or the head of marketing actually leads those kind of initiatives. Interesting. So the, the perception then from digital marketers is very different from the reality. 
in the sense that 60% thinking that the CMOs and the leaders in comparison to 2% to 4% who are yeah. actually leading it. Exactly. So yeah. so my, digital marketers, uh, you know, often there's a whole element of self-reporting. We tend mm. to be a little bit more optimistic when we're talking about ourselves. But the, 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 the marketing community considers the CMO to be right at the centre and very important at all stages, both in digital transformation and customer experiences. But when we talk to other executives outside of the marketing community, they consider CMOs to be much less influential. But certainly what we see is a growing influence of the CMO in marketing for, within customer experience, which is impacting on their role within digital transformation. Fantastic. So they're they're progressing then from the from from a following role towards a leading role. Then it is changing. It is progressing as the time goes on. Exactly. It's moving on. So it's quite interesting. So recently we held a, a CMO dinner and we had like twenty two very senior tech um, uh, CMOs and we asked them about uh, the role of marketing within digital transformation and customer experience. And uh, on our table, if one small vendor, they were using just a small number of, of you know traditional tools, Excel, etc., Microsoft tools. So then we talked to a slightly larger vendor, and they said, "Okay, we're we're going for marketing automation. We're going to make that jump and look at how we can we can improve the quality of our marketing." Then we went to another who said, "Okay, we've done that marketing automation piece, and and now we're trying to transition that that those traditional marketing tools into customer experience, mm-hmm. which is quite of a pivot actually and a change of direction in the way that you look at things because." We're looking at customer experience, you need to be much more holistic and less governed by driving leads and sales conversions and more about thinking about uh, the emotional connection of your customers and how you can nurture them and, and, and kind of push them to conversion in, in a more gentle, uh, nurturing way, which is what we're finding is a much better way of selling these days. Uh, and finally, we talked to one very large customer experience vendor, very interesting, and they were incredibly advanced in the way that they were looking at things. And what, what they do as an organization, they put responsibility into HR for digital transformation and customer experience, which was amazing. And the reason for that was that they consider that they to be digital to be so fundamental to the way that they do business. They consider it part of their 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 cultural um, you know challenge is to infuse digital and customer experience into everything they do. So they see HR as the primary you know driver of that, making sure that everybody has the necessary digital skills for them to deliver an amazing customer experience. So that's pretty fascinating. Um, one of the things that re- I took from that is that if organizations are really trying to focus on the human element, how do we, how, how does that work when you bring in the new technologies around machine learning and AI? Because that almost is going in two different directions. On one hand, you're making it all about the human element, but on the other hand, so much of technology these days is automated about the AI and the cognitive aspect. How does that work? I mean, how do those two, how do you make those two work together? Mm, that's a really interesting question. Uh, you know, so any, any marketers out there know that we spend a lot of our time with endless Excel spreadsheets, trying to make things beautiful and, and uh, you know, promote our products in the most professional and attractive way. And that takes an awful lot of effort and, and manual administrative work. So the, the thing about AI and machine learning is that they have the potential to take away a lot of that grunt work of, of you know, the, the, the background, that back office work of marketing. And, and you know enable us to focus more on the messaging, the positioning, the value propositions, uh, the strategy around it, uh, and, and the, the co- coordination 
and integration of marketing campaigns as opposed to what happened in a lot of marketing departments, they're under pressure to perform on a day-to-day basis. So they're pushing out campaigns in, in a very quick manner, which aren't are often suboptimal because of the, the need for speed. Absolutely. So, I mean, these machine learning and AI tools, I mean, are they ready for prime time? Are they, how are they doing at the moment in terms of their advancement? It's incredible that the speed of which this is, uh, uh, you know, progressing. So it's very interesting. I was listening to uh, uh, Larry um, Page from Google recently, their CEO, who's talking about how um, AI has developed within Google and saying that it's took, it's taken Google, who are the leaders in this area, fundamentally by surprise, the speed at which it's moved forward. And, and what you're finding is that everybody's having what's a, a piece of this pie because the future is clear that AI is going to be a big part of, of the, the, the technology future. And then on the other side of things, you've got all the specialist players coming in there. So San Francisco is a hotbed of, of technology development around AI. So what you're finding is companies like Persuado, who do smart content, Drawbridge, who do cross-channel, omni-channel AI, Inside sales do AI for marketing within lead scoring and uh, marketing automation. Uh, so, you know, there's a whole bunch of, of, of vendors, both small and large, playing into the AI space in terms of customer engagement, in terms of, uh, you know, how you can be more real time, how you can take away some of the manual work, how you can be more intelligent. So uh, we've done a, a recent survey of AI uh, usage in Europe, and we find that the top of, of all applications is customer service in terms of the current use, and marketing is second. So that whole virtual assistant thing, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of suppliers who are, uh, are providing uh, virtual assistants, which basically act as the first line of defense when you ring into a company. So the call center area, companies like Genesis, for example, they have something called Kate. And so that, that's a virtual assistant that when you call into a call center, it has an interaction with you. And then when it gets to a certain level of difficulty, it hands off to a human person. So what the impact is in, in terms of staffing on a call center, whereas it used to be, you know, like a lower paid, uh, you know, kind of jobs. Now uh, they're employing many more graduates and much more, you know, sophisticated people who can handle the more complex inquiries. So a really interesting thing about this, talking about service, is that whole move between the, the you know having separate silos, marketing, sales, and service, mm-hmm. have traditionally all had their own databases, all had their own applications, mm-hmm. all had their own way of dealing with their customers, and they've been kind of you know separated mm-hmm. by the way that they do functionally they do business. But the realization is that you need to cut across those three departments if you're going to deliver real customer experience. So what the CMO mm-hmm. wants is a consistent brand experience. So the same message needs to come across marketing, sales, and service. And so we need to have the same version of, of truth for you as a customer in order to achieve that. I need to understand you in a way that I can see the transactions if I'm a marketing person you've had with service and sales recently. So I can understand the context of, of your call and, and, and make sense of it. So when we ask questions about this, we find that uh, you know, recently we talked to a lot of digital marketers and basically to find out, are you sharing your data and are you receiving data from sales and service departments? And are you uh, sharing your applications with those those um, uh, uh, functions as well? 
Um, so w some really interesting results from this, and, and they have actually taken us greatly by surprise and the development of the sharing of data and applications within those three customer-facing units it has much more advanced than you would believe from uh, you know, market commentators like ourselves. And so we found that nearly two-thirds of marketeers had a high level or complete access to the customer records of sales and service departments. So that's amazing, really. Uh, this access to customer data is having a profound effect because we asked them, what's the effect on you of having this data? And, and marketeers are coming back and saying, we understand the customer and their experience is much better as a result of having this data. So marketing is also providing a high, high level of access of its own customer data records to sales and service departments. So over half of marketing departments said, yes, we share our data records with sales and with service departments. And so it would suggest likewise that sales and services are getting a better understanding about how the, the enterprise as a whole is connecting with its customers. So that sounds absolutely fantastic. So clearly as we move forward into a time when these teams are synced together and you've got these joined up organizations in the marketing, sales and service departments, the CMO staffing becomes more of an issue because what you're going to have to have is these digital mature people in this in the CMO's department who are going to be providing a really effective marketing function. So do you have any sort of staffing recommendations for CMOs out there about what's the, what's the best way of getting the best talent and the best people to go for? That's a really great question because we've just done some research exactly on this point. And what we found is we were asking marketeers, you know, how does your organization measure the digital performance of its marketing staff? And said over 50% said but in, a, in their HR appraisals now, sort of annual appraisals, they are looking at people's digital competencies and capabilities. Um, and so what's happening now is that marketeers and, and, uh, and leaders of marketing are realizing that they need to have more digitally competent and capable individuals within their department. So on the other side of things, there's a whole deepness to understanding the customer experience which is coming through. So you're getting, you know, when you talk to the digital agencies, people like AKQA, for example, one of the leading uh, London-based agencies, they're employing anthropologists, social scientists, behavioural economists in, in demand. And they, they, their job is to get a really granular, deep, you know, root cause kind of understanding of customer experiences so that they can, you know, frame creative solutions to meet the customer need. So what you're getting is a polarization within in uh, marketing departments. On one side, deep statistical and mathematical skills, and on the other side, deep sort of uh, you know empathetic uh, human skills, humanity side of things is not going away. Uh, so what it means to these marketeers is, you know, it's important for marketeers to get much more rounded experience of other departments, and sales is a particular focus for these CMOs. Those individuals who've had experience of what it's like to be on the front line of sales are much more valuable in a marketing position than those people who've just had experience of marketing, which tends to be one step away from you know the, 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 where the rubber meets the road with the salespeople out on you know making things happen. So agility is key. So marketing as a whole is becoming faster and much more real time. So you need to be adaptive. 
Uh, marketing needs to be faster, so, more agile, more flexible, and more configurable to respond to changing business and customer needs. So we did this amazing piece of research. We have a, a, a unit in the States called the, the CMO Advisory Unit, and uh, they did this fantastic study recently, and it was all about building the modern marketing workforce. And it was an interview with 10 CMOs from the likes of IBM, Adobe and, and many other of the large players to get some insights into what is the profile of a marketer who's going to be able to work within this new modern marketing environment and use the digital tools which are available to marketeers today to best effect. You know, the final sort of, you know, the bullet points, if you like, that the CMOs gave, gave us was to say soft skills are the key thing. Less hard skills, more soft uh, people skills you know, what they're looking for is a resilient risk takers, empathetic team players, uh, flexible generalists, people who can work with data and have analytical skills, modern communication skills. That was a really interesting thing, I thought, because, you know, nowadays the traditional starchy kind of way of, of doing marketing communications is no longer relevant. You need to be much more authentic with the millennials in particular. And you need to be able to soundbite things and turn things into into sound sound bites of video or of uh, you know tweets or whatever it is to be very flexible. So we can't we can't sort of guarantee the attention time of our consumers these days. So you need to make an impact within seconds. So you know also we're looking for rounded marketers, people who've been outside of the marketing department of an experienced sales and service. And they get stuff done. It's really important to execute, particularly in the real-time world of marketing today. Absolutely, well, particularly with the speed that uh, technology moves, and particularly the speed that uh, communication and news moves. You need to be able to take advantage of those things pretty quickly. Certainly do. Well, thank you very much, Jerry, and thank you all for listening. Uh, please join us next time. We'll be discussing another topic affecting the IT industry. In the meantime, if you'd like to learn more about this topic and more, uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter. We're at IDC underscore Amir. And you can follow Jerry as well. Jerry, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, at Jerry Brown with a G. Jerry Brown with a G. And you can also find us on Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Just search for us there under IDC. Thank you all very much, and see you next time. Thank you.